What is up, everyone? You are listening to the Super Blitz Podcast. We have a new episode today, right in the middle of Season 2. So much sports are going on, and if you want that really good expert analysis, we got you here at Super Blitz Podcast. Even if you don't know sports, you can still tune in, because you will understand with our awesome podcast. Yeah. We've got a great episode for you guys today. We're going to start off by giving you our top 10 NBA players. And then we've got a special game show segment with uh, Neil Sundar. And uh, to wrap it off, we are going to give you our Super 5, which is our which is uh, our predictions for five NFL games this week. Okay, let's start it off with our top 10 NBA players. Yeah. Do you want to start with number 10 or number 1? Let's start with number 10. Okay. Let's go with number 10. Number 10. Okay. For number 10, we got... So, there are multiple players we could have considered. Lillard we could have considered. Jokic we could have considered. But we thought it was Jason Tatum. Yep. I think... I maybe think 10 is too low because he got him, but he's not a scoring threat as the other nine people we have him list. Only averaging 22.4 a game, but he steps up in the playoffs, right? And his three-point percentage is out of the charge. I'm, she's, like, shooting 40% from three, which is really good um, as a power forward, which is someone who normally does not shoot as many threes as him. He's ball dominant. He's a great player. He can play defense, too. LeBron James even called him the new king. And um, the Celtics, I still think, will win the Eastern Conference Finals. But people might think I'm crazy. I just really think the Celtics are good. They should have won every single game. They outplayed the Heat in almost every game, yeah, in I my opinion. But, but I just don't think that Pat Riley is the kind to blow a 3-1 lead. I mean, they have a Heat culture for a reason, like hardworking. The Celtics don't really have... Uh, they've been outcoached in every single game down the stretch. Uh, I mean, Jimmy Butler has uh, virtually been unstoppable uh, in the fourth quarter of all the games. Especially in game, uh, game five. I mean, game four with Tyler Hero, he dropped 37 points. I think that the, the Heat will close it out tonight and... Beat the Laker and advance. I think the Heat are winning because of Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. And they don't have the the way they run off ball is just kind of amazing. They they because of Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, they're the reason why everyone else is so open. Also, I hate Jimmy Butler. I'm a hater. Yeah. I think he's garbage. He only puts nineteen points a game, bruh. He's not a good scoring threat. Yeah. And he's like average on defense. And he cannot yeah, even shoot three-pointers. Yeah, but with Jimmy Butler, he's more of, like, a teacher in Miami because he – just for example, let's say Tyler Hero is drafted by the god-awful Charlotte Hornets. Uh, what? You're a fan! Yeah, but the Hornets because are bad. Because your own favorite team oh, – okay, okay. Keep going. Okay, so I mean, they the god-awful Charlotte Hornets, their coach, James Borrego, is, is puny compared to the Heat's coach – Eric Spolstra. Eric Spolstra is known for his de- for his defensive adjustments against uh, teams. I mean, their zone defense on uh, the Celtics in Game Three proved unstoppable. And even though the zone defense didn't work in Game Four, he ended up uh, using it uh, 
in the fourth quarter and it ended up fooling the Celtics and it cost the Celtics a ton of turnovers. I mean, if Tyler Heroes did supposedly get drafted to Charlotte, I mean, Charlotte is not known for developing its players. And uh, especially now that college players are like doing a one and done and going to the NBA early, uh, player development is critical for how they play in the NBA. I mean, it's no wonder that Miami drafts well because their player, uh, their player development is extraordinary. Uh, the Miami culture is hard work, uh, hard work, hard work. Like yeah, but they are not a top ten player, and that is something we have to admit. Uh, I'm sorry to cut you short, you little Miami fan, but we have to go out to number nine, which is Jokic. And um, yeah, he made it all the way to the Western Conference Finals, maybe because of Murray, but Jokic is amazing. Center, he can shoot. He's pretty okay on defense. He has a good work ethic. You saw him a lot lose pounds. That was I great. Mean, you see him shoot the three, passing the ball. He's in the baseline, Jay, in the paint, he's good. Oh, low block, sorry. That's what they call it. The low block, he's really good. And yeah, that's I why he's number eight. Jokic is actually uh, basically carrying the Nuggets right now. Um, you may see. Jamal Murray's carrying the Nuggets, but people have to uh, defenders have to double Jokic in the post, which allows Jamal Murray to, to make more plays. Hence, him dropping fifty points. I mean, Jokic had the opportunity to drop fifty points on the Jazz if uh, if they didn't double team him in the post, or Gobert wasn't such a good defender. And against the Clippers, the Clippers don't really have that sort of big post defender like a team like the Lakers have. Uh, but Jokic has been virtually unstoppable against the Lakers, and that's why he's a top center on our board. Okay, let's move to number eight. I have my man, Dame Time, Dame Dalla, Damian Lillard. And at number eight, uh, I mean, he basically single-handedly carried the Trailblazers back from almost missing the playoffs to actually making the playoffs and even took game one against the Lakers. Uh, if I think that the, that series would have gone to six or seven if Damian Damian Lillard didn't get injured in Game Five, I mean uh, Game Four. Uh, as soon as it would basically spell doom for Damian Lillard as soon as he got injured. I mean, the Blazers would have beaten the Lakers in Game Five if Damian Lillard actually showed up. I mean, the game was very close. Uh, in terms of like success, Damian Lillard is loyal and. I think if the Blazers do actually end up trading for Kevin Love, which I think they should, uh, Damian Lillard has the opportunity to actually make a deep run in the playoffs like he did last year. I think that Damian Lillard would be higher on this list if he could, but he he is not higher on this list because he has Carmelo Anthony, who is good, Yusuf Nurkic, C.J. McCollum, Zach Collins, Hassan Whiteside, Gary Trent Jr. I think anyone who is below him, or like seven, six, five, four, three. I think the players that we are going to mention, if they had the team that Damian Lillard was on, I honestly think that they would get it past the second round of the playoffs. I know these people were injured, but like before years. So that's why we have Luca. Who maybe I I think that Luca the without Luca and Dame the Mavericks would be better than I mean the Mavericks would be worse than the Blazers. But I think Luca is a really good player because he can pass the ball very well. 
And that like, leads us right to number seven. We have Luka Doncic as our seventh, as the seventh best player in the NBA. Yeah, I forgot to say that. Number seven, Luka. Some people say that he's a top five player. He's definitely the best white person in the league by far. Um, so I'll give him that award. But um, yeah, Luka Doncic is a good shooter. I mean, he's a garbage shooter. What am I even saying? He, that's what he needs to work on. He needs to work on shooting because he's uh, shooting the same three-point percentage almost as Giannis Atentacumpo. Uh, but he he does so much more. He does the Euro step, which all Europeans do for some weird reason. He can finish very nice. He is strong uh, at finishing. Um, and I think he got injured because the Clippers played dirty on him because he was so good. I mean, so, Keith... I feel like that should have been a flagrant too, both times. That those fouls on Luka were cheap. I think that the like the Mavericks had actually had a chance to beat the Clippers in the first round if Luka didn't get injured. I mean, if Porzingis didn't Agreed. get injured. Agreed. Porzingis got injured. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. Porzingis is a great player in my opinion too. He's probably the second best white dude in the league. And no, Jokic. I'm very sorry, Jokic. He's third. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's move to number six. I mean, we're probably going to insult a ton of Warriors fans right here. I got to go with my man, Curry. I mean, Warriors so inspirational, fans, man. A lot so of, inspirational. Yeah, a lot of Warriors fans probably have, have Curry at number one. I know uh, my man Flight does, but so inspirational, man. So inspirational. Uh, yeah, look Curry at was, Curry, man. Look at Curry. Yeah. Okay, uh, Curry, right now, he shot... Jay, you want to guess what percentage he shot from three-pointers... Uh, three, uh, three this season? 43.5. No, 20. Zero. Zero percent. No. Like 20%. Like Close. He shot, like, 27% from three. Oh, wait, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that is true. But he only played condensed games. But, yeah, I, still. We haven't really seen anything from Curry ever since Durant came to Golden State. He struggled throughout the season. Even uh, although he only played in like ten games, facts, facts, uh, facts, facts. He didn't really influence the Warriors even when he was on the floor. Uh, he, he that proves he needs someone with him to actually win. That he cannot win by himself. That he only succeeded only after Clay, who was like an off-ball defender. I mean, off-ball player. Okay, yeah. Also, Clay, what he does is spread the floor like Robinson and Tyler Hero. He That's does that better than them. He does that much better than Ro- Ty- Duncan Robinson and That's Tyler. Really what an off-ball player is. Clay yeah, I know. He's a so god. Clay, and I think what they do, why Curry was so good is because they spread the floor well. But now since they have, like, garbage players, like that one dude who tried to dunk from the free throw line, forgot his name, but he is so unathletic. Like, Julie Serving? No, no, from the Warriors in the – in the 2019 regular season, some dude tried to dunk from the free throw line and he like bricked it, but he got fouled on the play. But I think with people like that and that dude who made the shot against North Carolina um, in the national championship game, I forgot his name was, some Villanova dude. I think those people can, those people are like real, those people are terrible, the Warriors supporting cast. So that's why we have him at six. At number five, we have Anthony Davis. Arush is out with some technical issues. But at number five, we do have Anthony Davis. Four. And 
Uh, in game four against the Nuggets, Anthony Davis basically scored 32 points that prevailed the Lakers to uh, to win and be up 3-1, just where the just where the Nuggets want them to be. I have Nuggets in seven. Uh, I mean, yeah, but uh, we uh, Anthony Davis. He he showed a lack of ability to succeed in the playoffs or down the stretch in the clutch. Although he did hit a game winner, I I just still see the same from him. I feel like if he didn't have someone as good uh, as LeBron on his team, he would continue to fail to succeed. The only reason I have him as a top five player is because he of his scoring and hit, the fact that he's six eleven and can shoot. I mean, he should be the best player in the league, but. He is not good down the stretch. Uh, maybe if he improves his like stamina down the stretch, he could be a top three NBA player. He is a lot. He had a lot of potential coming out of Kentucky. I agree. He is a very good player, very dominant in the post. Um, you see him. He's defensive player of the year, and it, I mean candidate, and it's very clear why. No, he, he should have been defensive player of the year. I think he got snubbed. Yeah, maybe, but I like Giannis. I think. He, if Giannis just stays in Milwaukee, he'll never get a title. So this MVP and defensive player is very crucial to his his uh, legacy. But AD is going to win a championship, so I didn't want um I didn't want him to win. And I, but I think it's because of legacy. But AD, amazing player, he had no help during the when he was in New Orleans, in my opinion. And now he is with another top five player, and he is flourishing. But I guess with LeBron, your teammates do get better. Let's go with number four. Number four, we have James Harden. I personally think he's third, but for this list, I have him at number four. I used to think James Harden was bullshit before I saw him against the Thunder. And I'm not saying that Thunder played bad defense. They did play bad defense, but I realized why James Harden gets so many points per game, even though he shoots garbage. He gets 30. When James Harden gets 30 points a game, you think that you did something good. That's how... When James Harden gets 30 points a game, you feel like he gets 10 points a game. Like, if you see the game, but do not count the his individual score, you feel like you get 10 points a game. Because he, he does not make that much buckets, but he goes to the free throw line literally every time and barely misses. The efficiency rate he gets to the free throw line is unimaginable. So much unimaginable that you have to watch the games to see how damn good he is. And if you even have a seven-game series to plan against him, you will not do that. But... Every game, he goes, and what he does is he opens the space for the Gordon dude and P.J. Bricker. And Bricker and Gordon, they both have so, they go both get, what, like 10 points a game? Yeah, that is only solely because of James Harden. All they can do is just stand up in the corner and just, just shoot threes every time. So I think... I think that James Harden is number four because he's just such a big offensive threat, and I think he's offensive player of the year. I don't think James Harden is a top eight NBA player. Top five? Eight? 
top eight NBA player? Yes. Um, I, I, I rank my players on how they perform in the playoffs. Uh, James Harden showed a continuous lack of ability to produce in the playoffs. His game centers around isolation, especially with Coach Mike D'Antoni. But I personally think that the Rockets should trade James Harden because it's going to be For impossible thunder. to move off Russell Westbrook's um, salary without giving up a couple picks, which is going to be hard to do. I think that they should trade James Harden personally because they're not going to win there with their current team. With two isolation players, uh, one I, I personally think that Russell Westbrook's the next uh, next Dwight Howard and the fact oh that... Oh, my God. No, I disagree. The game is moving okay. away from him. He, uh, in this league, to be at least a top 20 player, you should be able to knock down a three consistently. James Harden, James Harden. I mean, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. That logic is flawed with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is garbage. That's why I think Jimmy Butler is bad. But uh, I'm just hating. I think he's a liability on any championship team. And uh, I agree with that. I agree Um, with that. And James Harden cannot succeed while playing isolation ball. He he can justify a four ranking if and only if he changes his game to take more mid-range shots and stop taking so much isolation and maybe lower down his usage percentage. Dude, you're hurting my brain with that. I... Very disagree, but we have to go with number three. Maybe this can be a talking point later. Please email us at superblitzpodcast at gmail.com. Think what are your comments, but that is just a mid-game ad, I guess. We're going to resume from the halftime show with number three, and that is Kawhi Leonard, easily one of the best players in the league. Uh, Yeah, he is good, but what I don't like about him is that he puts a bunch of points a game, but he only cares about the playoffs and not about the fans. Takes literally one out of every four games off for a break or something. What did, what did, what's the... I think it's like... What's it called? It's like something like uh, mandatory sitting or something. Something like that. Where they sit the players like once every five games. I don't know what it's called, uh, but... Load management. Load okay. management. That's what it's called. Why use yeah. load management? They do load, load management. management. Was the Clippers' downfall this season? Uh, they didn't have enough team chemistry, and uh, the fact of the Clippers, I think they should trade Paul George. I mean, just a simple fact. He was not on board with anything they were saying. He did not take responsibility for him failing the playoffs. I personally think that Paul George is. Not even a top 15 or 20 NBA player currently. He played blasphemously in the playoffs. Uh, if he continues to perform like this, he the Clippers trade with the Thunder could go down as one of the worst trades of all time. I mean, the Thunder finessed him, bro. Finessed, yeah. bro. I just want to say yes. that. Finessed. But yeah, I think we have to give him a season. I mean, uh, uh, Paul George claimed he had something psychological going on. And he also came off like surgery and i i'd give the clippers one more season to fully assess if that trade was bad i feel like it's unfair to judge paul george basically based off the bubble specifically but we'll see okay let's go to number two oh i have Giannis Antetokounmpo. i mean bro akumpo akumpo i agree i agree but yeah Uh, i think it's i think it's unfair to put him at number one just because he lost to uh, the Heat in the playoffs. And once again, 
Uh, I feel like it's unfair to rank anyone above LeBron because LeBron currently has the most playoff success, and he is going to win his fourth ring this year. I mean, oh, he said it. He said it. I mean, how how the hell would the Heat stop LeBron? Their best player is Jimmy Butler. I mean, it's going to be hard for them to guard Anthony Davis. And if Kyle Kuzma continues to light it up, it's going to be way too hard for the Lakers to actually lose. Um, If the Nuggets end up beating the Lakers, it'll just be hysterical. But I have the Lakers in six. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, no, I'm just going to say something quick about Giannis Akumpo. Giannis Akumpo. After seeing him against the Heat and even against the Magic, uh, yeah, he is not the best player. Uh, I, I think that say. argument is unfair due to the fact that uh, Giannis has limitations with his game, but uh, I feel like the Bucks management did a poor job constructing a team around him. He needs shooters around him, and although they have that in George Hill and Brook Lopez, but that's basically it. Uh, I think that Giannis needs to like a specific second star so if they trade for chris paul they might have a chance of winning the title next year but um i think that eric Bledsoe is not a good point guard in this league and uh they need an upgrade a point guard chris middleton is flaky and he's not good down the stretch uh so i feel like i blame bucks management for what's going on uh this this year and i also blame mike budenoser for his inability to make adjustments I mean, the Heat and the Raptors play the same defense against the Bucks and the and Budenhoser never made adjustments to actually stop the defense. So Budenhoser is at fault in this particular scenario. And with that, we give LeBron. We don't really need to explain much. LeBron is the king. He's the best player for an obvious reasons. Uh, without him, the uh, Lakers were absolute garbage. Uh, without him. Uh, uh, the Lakers management is terrible, and they LeBron carries the entire organization. Yes, uh, sir. Preach. I, yeah. Okay. Let me just bring up this one point quickly. Uh, uh, player development in this league, I already mentioned it, is critical, and uh, the critical. Lakers' inability to develop their players is actually concerning. Yeah, duh, I just want to say something. The Lakers duh, are only good because they. Have a great history with Wilty Chamberlain, Jerry Westy, Karimi Abdul Jabari, uh, Magicy Johnsony, and yeah, and Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal. But that's the only reason that all the stars want to go there, and they live in a big city. So if the Lakers were the Thunder and if they switched organizations, the Thunder would be terrible because they're a small market team. But anyway, let's go to the NFL. We are having our Super Fibra. Um, yeah, and you guys know week three, we probably have maybe the best game of the season. Maybe the maybe best game of the AFC season. AFC Championship preview, Ravens-Chiefs. Okay, let's just oh start with that God, game. Bro. I am hyped. I uh, am hyped. Uh, okay. So, me personally, I have the Ravens winning this game. I know this sounds crazy, but if the Ravens do end up winning this game, they're going 16-0. I mean... Oh, my they're... God! I'm not even lying. Like, they have the easiest schedule. They play the Giants! Bro, the Giants are... I'm, I'm joking, I'm joking. The Giants are winning three games. No, that is false. 
Maybe four games. They're not winning four games. I mean, the Ravens face Washington, uh, Cincinnati, the Eagles, the Steelers, the Colts, the the Patriots, the Titans, the Steelers again, the Cowboys, the Browns, the Jaguars, the Giants, and the Bengals. I mean, do you really think they'll lose any of those games? Except maybe once the Steelers, but they still have a chance to go 16-0. I think this is a prime opportunity for the Ravens to go 16-0. Okay, Name one weakness on their team. One weakness. Uh, passing game receivers. Uh, actually, I disagree with you there. Um, I think that uh, Marquise Brown is a talented receiver, and Lamar Jackson has been throwing nearly for nearly a perfect passer rating, and he's been throwing like consistently 350 yards a game, which is pretty good. So that's not a weakness. Clearly, that's clearly not a weakness. Okay. I mean, the knock on them last year was their pass rush. They but, had- but you are talking about the Chiefs, and they are literally godly receiving core. Yeah, this is going to be a good game to watch. I believe it's going to be a shootout, but I think that's I disagree. But if you do have the Ravens defense in fantasy, sit them out. Sit them out. Sit them out. Think, um, the Chiefs struggled against the Chargers last last week. Um, agreed, I think agreed, that, agreed. I think that the pass rush kind of I think the Ravens defense is good enough to potentially start, slow down Patrick Mahomes. And I think this is gonna be a Ravens win. Okay, let's go to the second game. Rams versus Bills. Okay, okay the Rams. Ah what a passing attack. I believe they're two and no. Great team. Both teams uh, are two and oh, Yeah, both teams are two and oh. I definitely knew that. Um, but the Bills, let me just tell you about the Bills. The Bills, Josh Allen is a top five, top ten quarterback if he plays the way he is. Maybe even top five. Top five. Top five quarterback. You heard me. Top five quarterback if he plays the way he is. He is a literally legend. Racking up the fantasy points. Make a trade now for him. This man's going to explode. Let me talk to you about the Rams, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, and Jalen Ramsey. Oh, my God. They are such a good team. I don't think they maybe won't go to the NFC Champion- and Super Bowl again, but but I think they'll do pretty good this year and I'm, maybe even make the playoffs. I'm taking the Bills. Um, I agree. I take the Bills, too. I take the Bills. I think the Bills are minus three. I think this is going to be a complete blowout. Although Jared Goff is good in uh, in close games, the Bills have shown to consistently be good. I think that uh, Stephon Diggs has mastered the st- the system, and I feel I feel like the Ra- that the Rams secondary will be will have trouble guarding uh, Stephon Diggs. But I think that this is going to be a big game for Cole Beasley, as I don't think the Rams' uh, ba- uh, second cornerback will be able to guard Cole Beasley. And Josh Allen's rushing ability is just phenomenal. I mean, the story of this team is coaching. And I mean, Sean, I mean, Sean McDermott's probably a top five coach in this league. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's move on to Packers versus Saints. In this game, this is going to be a complete blowout. Um, Packers win. I bet this game. This is my bet of the week. I'd take the Packers to win. By at least 20, uh, the Saints lost the Raiders last week. Um, the Raiders' defense is below average or slightly at it. 
the uh, Packers defense is good with Adrian Amos. They have uh, they have a good pass rush with Preston and Zadarius Smith. Uh, I agree. I agree. I agree. And the Aaron Rodgers is gonna light it up. I would put I would start Devontae Adams here. He's gonna get at least thirty fantasy points. So yeah. Okay, I think, oh wait, yeah. Can I just say something very quick? The Saints yeah. are struggling, and I think without Michael Thomas, they are an average offense. And the Packers are actually really good, but Jair Alexander is a little shaken up, so that is just something to watch out when you are watching the Sunday night football game. Let's go to our next game is Cowgirls and Seahawks. Arush? Okay, I have. I personally have the Seahawks winning this. Okay, Cowgirls fans, let's slow down here. Y'all overcame against the Falcons, who are known for blowing 20-plus uh, uh, game leads. Uh, this is just going to be a blowout. See, Russell Wilson's MVP. Uh, they're not stopping the Seahawks offense. And the Cowgirls will not score 10 points against the Seahawks defense, even though they are 30th in the league. I feel like they'll have a bounce-back game and actually do well this uh, this um, game. And, yeah, let's move yeah. on to The Seahawks, I'm just saying something real quick, too. The Seahawks, very dynamic offense. DJ Lockett, Metcalf, insanely good. They are some pe- teams to look out for. Some people might think they even make the Super Bowl. Texan Steelers. There's going to be a Steelers win. Deshaun Watson's going to run for his entire life after facing the Steelers' incredible pass rush. Bud Uh, Dupree, TJ Watt bringing in the rush. Okay. Amazing, uh, amazing, Amazing pass rush. And actually... I just have to say something. Deshaun Watson has been the third most sacked quarterback, and they played actual garbage pass rush teams. So, yeah. Okay, so we are unable to do the game show today, but replacing that segment, we are going to be talking about which quarterbacks have the most to prove in in this week. I I feel like um, Baker Mayfield has the most to prove because if he doesn't perform uh, well in the next four weeks, the Browns will make a decision on him. Uh, new management, new coach. Once again, they they added uh they added Kevin Stefanski. They added a new GM. Yeah, uh, GM's from an Ivy League school. Kevin mm-hmm. Stefanski is a smart individual. He basically elevated Kirk Cousins' game last uh, last year. It's easy to blame for a previous regime. Uh, the uh, Baker Mayfield is historically bad against the good pass rushes. Uh, mm-hmm. They're facing the Colts, which is a very good pass rush. DeForest Buckner. Yeah, they they're facing the Steelers this week, which is an amazing pass rush. They're facing the Washington Football Team, which is probably the second best. Chase pass Young. Rush Chase right Young now. is a legend, and Ryan Kerrigan, bro, they are tearing it up. Okay. Okay, so I think that Baker Mayfield has the most to prove. I you can also go Carson Wentz too, but I mean right now I instead of Dak Prescott and Carson for Wentz, me, oh I think, oh okay yeah you can I also ah. I think that I think they're both tied for um for the most proof. I think Carson Wentz is competing with Daniel Jones right now to see. Yeah, I was gonna say Daniel Jones for someone who has the most to improve. Is that what you're saying or most improved? Most because. Improved. Most improved player? Most oh, most improved. two proof. Okay, then it, I would pick Daniel Jones, 
but he does not have a capable offensive line, and he really can't do anything. I think the most to prove player is it is it is um it can be money many players. May I was thinking some dude in this draft, maybe Justin Herbert or Tua, but I'm thinking Joey Joey Burrow. Joey Burrow is an extreme. Extremely good. Nope. Yep. Yep. Joey Burrow. Extremely good player. I think he has the most improved. He has the most. He, I know, but. Wouldn't it be a quarterback that's on the strings of maybe being benched or released? Yep. It's Cam Newton. Psych. I psyched you. It's Cam Newton. If you're probably watching the podcast now, you probably have nothing to do. But I will go. If you're watching the podcast now, I will give you the most entertaining stuff. And you are extremely pleased that you did not skip the whole way. And Cam Newton is actually the best. Most improved. Because if he does good this year, he... Bro, it's the most to prove. It's the most to prove is Cam Cam Newton. It is because he went to the Super Bowl. He may have won MVP. He still has the most to prove because if he does good this season, the Patriots are going to waste all their freaking cap space on Cam Newton. Cameron Newton, okay? That's $1 million. Yeah, but if he does good, dude, they're giving him a hefty contract, I swear. They're giving him a big-ass contract. They never pay any of their players. The only reason they signed Cam Newton was to get a third-round draft pick. Yep. Still, okay, Cameron Newton might get traded then. I swear, he will win a Super Bowl in his career. You heard me. Cameron Newton will win a Super Bowl in his career. He will win. Okay, thank you guys for listening to the Super Bliss podcast that week. This week, uh, we, uh, yeah, just make sure to check us uh, out next week. And uh, remember to donate, superblisspodcast.com slash donate. And yeah, yeah. I agree. And also, if you've been watching the whole time, you are a legend. And Facts. your week will go extremely well next week. If you watch the whole thing, your week will go extremely well. If you watch well. the entire thing, you win the If you skipped watching. even 10 seconds, your week will be average. And if you skip through the whole thing, just watch out. You got that? If you watch, okay. if you watch the entire JK, week, I'm just you're going to win the lottery. If yeah, but if you did watch the entire thing, bro, I salute you, okay? Okay, and if you watch the entire live stream next week, yes, we are doing a live stream next week. And it will be like an hour. I also salute you. Yes, if you watch the entire live stream, you'll win win the lottery. You will win the lottery. You will win the lottery. Or a lottery. Thank you for listening again. And yeah, I think we're just going to stop. Have a great week. And remember, always tighten up. You know what I'm saying? And watch the NFL. Yeah. It is actually and the NBA. We got Western Conference Finals, Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, whoa! Right. Uh, we're gonna end and have a nice weekend. Unless you're watching on the weekday, which hopefully weekend will come soon. Okay, bye. Yeah. Bye.